you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker, one story at a time. I'm Calvin. I have seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt. I have also seen a lot of Star Wars, including some of the newest Star Wars. I am Andy. I have seen a somewhat adequate amount of Star Wars. And, uh, yo, yeah. what up? Uh, it is, oh, we are recording uh, at 9.30 p.m. on May the 4th. May the 4th be Ooh, with you, everybody. It is an important birth. It is an important day. Um, podcast anniversary. Not only is it Star Wars Day, but it is the podcast anniversary. We have been at this thing for two years now. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. And unlike one year, it, away. Yeah, it feels like we've actually gotten somewhere in the timeline. Yeah. We're Next ever year. so close <laughs> to the originals. Next year, let's plan to record the episode before May 4th so we can post it on May 4th. Yeah. Or maybe we be... could post like a special episode. Like yeah. not. Anyway, one we'll that is that specifically later. about retrospective, you know. Yeah. Yeah, better planning. That that, that the, is for people who are we better can, planners. We can we can have it as Vegas. our we can have it as our Clone Wars length episode. Like it's lasted three years, just like the Clone Wars. Yeah. Just like the Clone Wars, it feels like it's been longer. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, that's actually really good. We write this down. Write this down. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the time capsule for one year from now. And it is also the date that I have assigned for my cat's birthday because. All we know is Aww. that she was born in May 2019. And so uh, because I named her Ahsoka, I assigned May the 4th as her birthday. Well, happy birthday, Ahsoka. She fun, is fact, fun fact about me is I'm terrible and I never somewhere. assigned a birthday for my cat. My cat has no birthday. <laughs> I mean, we're just rocking with it. Like it's it is automatically on all of the vet paperwork and stuff. It's January 1st <laughs> because that's the default day. <laughs> Wow! I just never picked a birthday wow. for my cat. Well, Most people do. It's canon. Confessions it's canon. from Andy early <laughs> in the podcast. I love my cat. Like he's my life. Just oh. his birthday was never like a priority for me. Like, wow! Don't date present. Andy. They'll forget your birthday. <laughs> I'll forget your Oof. birthday. I will. That's a that's a hard look into your psyche. Um. So I've decided we're doing. Uh, what's her name again? I just forgot it again. <laughs> Minister Tua, but we got to talk about what we're Tua. we got to talk about what we watched. Oh right, oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. I was gonna talk this about week. This week on First Steps of Star Wars podcast, we have. Well, I have watched a lot of Star. I've imbibed a lot of Star Wars. <laughs> actually, yeah, like actually, let me just set the stage. I'm sure you all know that know this, but like the past week, we've gotten Jedi Survivor, um, New High Republic book. Uh, Return of the Jedi in theaters, um, visions, seven issues of comics books, and yeah, so and uh, Young Jedi of, Adventures. And Young Jedi I don't know Adventures if you watched too. that, but it's out. 
I can't wait. I'm going to watch. I'm definitely watching it. It's so strange to be like, I'm going to watch this fucking Disney Junior show. But I absolutely am watching that. I mean, our show this week, our show that we're watching today was broadcast on the esteemed and dearly departed cable television channel Disney XD. Oh, my God. I loved Disney XD was my shit. They had this show Zeke and Luther that I was like, this is for skater kids. Because it was for skater kids. (laughs) I wanted to be a skater kid. Uh, But then if Rebels came on, I was like, turn off. Rebels (laughs) was such an outlier on this channel, even more than Clone Wars was an outlier on Cartoon Network. It was just like goofy Disney stuff and like, oh, look, Star Wars. Yeah. Like Disney XD was literally for the kids who are like gonna drink monster and like eat a lot of like doritos you know what i mean that that breed yeah, was, of child it was the sort of like disney channel was for the hannah montana folks disney xd was weirder but it was still it was still very kid yeah it was definitely yeah. for kids so disney i remember XD was for like the tweens you know for like the 12 year olds yeah. like yeah. oh my gosh yes disney it was like, that's channel exactly was still it. for like the seven to like 11 year old yeah, and I don't know how Rebels fit into that. <laughs> it didn't. Hey, yeah. I think yeah, Disney was like, we don't know what the frick to do with this. Well, so and it was gonna... it it was the it was the weird time. It was right between sort of broadcast TV and streaming. Yeah. Like Netflix was big at that point. They'd had their shows, also uh, their early of streaming, ones. Streaming, we stand with the Writers Guild Association. Yes, Guild of America. Writers uh, Guild of America. We stand West with the East. Writers Guild of America. Yes, slay. I'm so tired right now. Um, Strikes. Slay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I saw somebody referencing the the. There was. Do you know that how Heroes was like fucked up by the strike? Yeah. And they were like, guys, please just give them what they want, so we don't have another Heroes situation. Don't, no, I mean, like everyone talks about pushing pushing daisies, but pushing daisies was a truly amazing piece of television that died because well, of the writer strike. The famous one also on the movie side is the second Transformers movie where they shot without a script. Oh, I did not know that. I've not ever known that in my life. I have to immediately rewatch the second the second Transformers. It's movie. one of the worst movies I've ever seen, but it's a beautiful train wreck when you know that like there was They're no making plan. It up. <laughs> that is it up really awesome. Yeah. All right. So yeah, yeah so what get, did we watch? Minister to oh, we watched this week on Star Wars Rebels. Uh, we watched Siege of the Fall parts one and two because it's a it's a two parter. It's a chunky boy. It's a- yep, we're back after taking a yeah. long break. We but, are back on Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, man, it's been so long since the Grand Inquisitor fell into that fire, and Ahsoka Tano came down that ladder. Uh, and yeah. we're giving Minister Tua a D&D class. Yeah, so we I didn't know what character to do, fellow listeners, because we didn't get like a ton of new characters in these episodes. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I figured she's... Her it's D&D class is bureaucrat. That's not a class, though. We have to... I know. Background. <laughs> I know that. Just, just cop. Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking we could give her so there's a few options. I was like her D&D class is nothing. She exploded. Nothing. <laughs> She's actually her class is dead. Her class is so. red shirt. I need to get I need to get like a a like list of homebrewed 
classes or something because this is just not cutting it anymore guys if you have a weird class that you've made up in D&D, well, we're please finally send it to us. we're getting back into rebels which is the reason we started doing these classes in the first place because yeah. rebels is like a D campaign Fits into okay. them yeah she's just an npc who the dm has decided to kill off yes be, that's actually well, exactly so, it so she was the npc the who you who you couldn't get rid of early on and then you finally got used to and then boom they're dead Oh my god, no. So so before we started recording, or maybe we were recording, but before we started like actually being like, we're doing a podcast, we were talking about how people called her the hat lady. And that is such a like D NPC name for the players. Where it's like, no, she fully has a name, or like you just don't know it and you're just Yeah. My D my D D campaign is infamous for never asking anybody's name. We are just so <laughs> impolite. Which is funny too, because my partner, who's the DM, has always created character names for the npcs and then we just don't ask it it's, it's rare that they have to like come up with one on the spot because we're like oh what's your name man and they're just they've come up with a name and backstory and we're just like hi we want something bye <laughs> <laughs> bye it's a little yeah. less so this campaign but the last campaign we were just assholes uh <laughs> that's that's we no, so so we're given Hat Lady NPC energy, and that's that. Happy right, seizure with all. Put it on the on the spreadsheet that I just remembered that I had. What a scathing <laughs> indictment of this poor lady who's gonna get <laughs> brutally exploded Brute. in a, in a little bit. I want a compilation of all of the background people who have her exact <laughs> face. I feel like it'd be a uh, lot, and the hat too. I feel like they all no. It's have the whole a, thing. Yeah, it's the whole the hat, thing. It's not. I just actually the face. think the face is a little bit different. Sometimes there's like a default hat lady, and I do think they modified her a little bit. But uh, the hat and the outfit are identical. Well, They're yeah, just they recolored. gave her more detail in the way that, like, you know, the queen browses her bookshelf of you know dull books and one single detailed one, which you know that she's going to pull off the shelf because they don't want to expend the resources to make the other ones look as nice. Oh, yeah, it's like, this is the one that they're animating. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So the one yeah. that we're giving kind of a character to. Of course, that we... is actually, that was so specific, Calvin, but like the image in, like, I know exactly. Yeah, that was good. Exactly yeah. what you I did. mean, like that kind of thing happens across animation, but like, yeah, because like we got to save money because animation is expansive. Speaking of animation, Star Wars Visions is great. Yeah. Um, this yeah. isn't a Visions episode. Let's talk. No, yeah. Give us. Tell us what episode um, one and two was about. We're about. So, about? yeah, I mean, like the um, the ghost crew is just doing some stuff, some rebel missions. Kanan is being emo. Uh, then they get a mysterious call from none, none other than Minister Tua herself. And she is trying to smuggle herself off of Lothal because Dark Vader is there and he is scary as fuck. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah. he looks kind of goofy but yeah. yeah they get in they go into the hall and it's a lot more imperial than before they you know are doing their plan to get Tua off but then the imperials it's a trap and they kill her and who shows up but darth vader ba -ba -bum. they barely escape they aren't able to make it off the planet and then vader makes the decision to draw them out or to to not draw them out just to scare them and make them angry by burning Tarkin Town. Um, and then they uh, they they escape. They escape. They get off planet with the help of Landa Calrissian. And then I'm making this up off the top of my head. 
I'm so sorry. Um, Darth Vader tracks them, and there's a dogfight, and Vader realizes that Ahsoka is alive because she is relevant in this episode. And that's that. Is that is that both of the episodes? Yeah. Yep. Okay, perfect. Right, it's a two-parter, so we can just Yeah, like... it kind of felt like one whole thing. Yeah, so it was like, broadcast initially as uh, one hour. Uh, yeah. It's split up oh, on Disney okay. Plus as part one and part two, but it's intended to be one big episode. It's the Siege of Lethal. Yeah, I don't know okay. why. Well, yeah, I don't know why um, they split it up. It is one hour, but. It got split up for reruns, I believe, and they put the rerun versions up. Mm. Um, I have so many like random thoughts about this. Um, I'm trying to think of, I guess we can start at the beginning. I guess we can go in order yep. instead of you guys yeah. hearing my like so, crazy rambling. We meet Phoenix Squadron for the first time, named. Yeah. Um, I, this, so I remember early on in Rebels, everyone expected this show to be like, oh, the birth of the Rebel Alliance. Kind of, they really, what they expected was Andor, animated Andor. And instead, when they got the wacky adventures of the ghost crew, there was a little bit of dissatisfaction among the fandom. But if we talked about this last time, the growing escalation of what they were doing. And now we got them like doing rebel shit with actual rebels. It was it's all I really enjoy this this little opening with uh, their their new friends with the fi- the starfighters. Yeah, was, absolutely. Oh, go on. I was just going to say, I think I think I. I prefer having the goofy stuff and like having it be uh slowly like slowly getting into rebels. Like don't get me wrong, I loved Andor, but for the story I think that they're trying to tell like this episode was really cool to watch to see them struggling between the two identities. Yeah, this is a to I totally agree with you and it was just it wasn't known that Rebels was going to ever escalate it out of the Lothal yeah. adventures of season one so knowing where the show goes season one is perfect yeah. and the, the progression of the story is great um, this is just what I remember from the time but I, I agree that uh, you need fight or flight the wacky fruit episode to earn your way up to Siege of Lothal I love that episode I love the fruit episode <laughs> um, yeah sorry there's uh, uh, there's some really great banter in this. I love. It's a fun little reintroduction to the crew and to and seeing them working together as a team on the ghost and with Sabine in the Phantom. It's fun seeing them like actually all together because they were divided for a lot of the episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. A, it's Kanan a full. Is... It's a full family episode. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Kanan is uh, establishing some doubts about joining the Rebellion. He kind of referred to it when they were doing their own solo operation, and he expresses these doubts to Hera. Yeah, I think it's, it's, I don't know. I really like that we got to see Hera in, like, baby Hera in Bad Batch, because I kind of feel like that little Hera who, like, grew up around all of these, like, there's some big political shit that was going on in her family yeah. in that Bad Batch episode. And so it's like, I see where she's coming from versus Kanan, who's like, I'm just very traumatized. You know? Yeah, like, this I is, think they're... This is Kanan's war trauma. It's so good. Like, it's genuinely the development of their characters. And I know that it's kind of, like, retroactive because, like, oh, yeah, I guess Kanan was in Bad Batch, too. But, like, 
Be, but I don't know. It's so their characters but it works, are so you don't, well thought out. Yeah, you don't need it in Rebels. We knew we were pretty sure had not been confirmed. But her last name was Sindula the whole time. We were pretty sure she yeah. was related to Cham Sindula, which meant she grew up on Ryloth during the war. So there was always this like Hera's been in the fight her whole life. She's fully committed. And we knew we learned Kanan's. He was a former Jedi who escaped Order 66. So it, it works even with just what we have from Rebels. But then with the extra context of Bad Batch to see them as kids, it even it works even better. And to see them actually in the situations. I mean, we're not we're not even it's not even like, oh, we got a glimpse of them. We saw them like in, in the thick of their like shitty, traumatizing childhood situations. Yeah. What made and them to, who they are. Yeah. And so then seeing it here and seeing how they both like they have so much love for each other, which I think is just like the core of the entire group. Um, but it's like. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's cool. really it's, cool. it's really well, and it's conflict that's not there just for conflict's sake. Like Hera listens to Kanan and acknowledges his feelings and his his trauma from the war. And Kanan goes along with Hera as like he doesn't just peace out. There's not there's not anger here, which is nice. He's snarky, but the 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 conversation is, like you said, still rooted in love. And it works better as just than just like, oh, we've made up some conflict because we need to fill time. Yes, I hate when that happens, when like a character is being so unreasonable and you're like, why? This does not make any sense. Like, I don't understand how a logical person could be this way. But it's like, no, we totally understand where both of these people are coming from. And not only do we understand it, but they understand it. And that it's like conflict with love i don't know it's so good like hell yeah hell yeah like then this this episode had a lot of action but like the subtext of all of these feelings and this fear was just like yeah, beautiful no. siege of is one of rebels better episodes in the whole run it bangs it's a it's a just a roaring mission statement for season two as well yeah yes like it's so it was so solid there i talk was, a lot yeah, about I talk a lot about how I like to blow up status quos. Like I, I don't like a show that just like does something cool and then returns us to normal by the end of the episode. Um, Star Trek is infamous for this, mm-hmm. but, uh, but Re- in Siege of Lethal, I would argue they destroy two status quos. You, they can't have adventures on Lethal anymore. It's too dangerous. They have to leave. And even just with like their the, what's set up at the beginning of the episode, they're doing shit with with Phoenix Squadron. They get their asses kicked at the end of the episode. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So I think that's I think that's part of why I find it so satisfying is it ups the stakes for the characters on so many different levels. But yeah, <sighs> we do we do get to meet uh, Commander Sato and Phoenix Squadron here. Yeah, that's is that's not somebody I know, right? Nope, he's a new fellow. Okay, okay, because sometimes when people pop up, I'm like, "Am I supposed to know this guy? Have I met this man before?" But I was like, "I don't know who this man nope. is." Nope, he was brand new, created. He's just the leader of this rebel cell. Um, we haven't, we didn't even get him mentioned in Andor or anything. He just he runs this group, uh, clearly with some connection to Bail Organa. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think I didn't understand the the like scope of the rebellion at this stage until like watching this episode and being like, oh, this is a bigger operation than I thought it was. 
Yeah. And, and Andor is a little bit earlier than this, but yeah. and this is like, we're also pretty deep out in the galaxy here. Like Lethal is kind of out in the outer rim. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So like, it's easier to, you don't have to do as they're able to be a little more bold than the rebels in Andor. And they're also not doing crazy shit like hijacking an imperial. Like they're not going for the for the currency of an entire sector or yeah. doing espionage on Coruscant. Like they're they're harassing outlying imperial ships and missions. Which we know has been a problem for the Empire for its entire existence. Yes. Where where were we in our in our chronological talk? Uh we were talking about the we skipped, uh, we skipped Darth Vader's, Darth Vader's first intro. Scene. Okay, yeah. that's what I that's what I thought. Yeah, we so, got yeah. Our, we got Hat Lady. Yeah, she's, her and Callus. She's worried about the rebel presence, and Vader's like, "You need to do better." So, yeah, I really like how Vader is written in this episode. His dialogue just sounds right. Absolutely, I think he's great. Um, he looks so goofy to me. He looks so silly and cute. I'm like, I want to give him a little kiss on the forehead. Like this man in the in the Rebels animation and in this episode, like for the most part, it was not like. I feel like in other things when we've seen Darth Vader, it's like dark, scary. There are flames in the background, and here he's like, hello. <laughs> I disagree later in the episode, but just about his animation model, I agree. So he's he's a little skinny for me. He mm, has yeah. the height and he has the power in his strikes, but he's a little skinny. And the reason his helmet looks like that is the whole look of Rebels is based on uh, artist Ralph McQuarrie's original concept art for the original trilogy. Um, Lothal was originally supposed to be Alderaan. Um, that was the original design for Alderaan. Um, and, uh, the, 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 like the grassland with the pods. Also that concept art actually is funny. The grassland with the pods also inspired that concept art inspired the lemur episode of Clone Wars. Oh my God. The classic lemur episode, the classic lemur episode. But, uh, this is Ralph McQuarrie's more prototype design for Darth Vader with the like higher arches on the helmet and the, the like more protruding, like it's, it's super stylized. Yeah. But, I'm, uh, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the beginning of the, of episode two. And actually I, I feel like here, like when, when Darth Vader is actually fighting them, like he's scary as fuck. Yeah. That, like I was going to say that that's one of my favorite the when he just shows up and whoops their asses later is one of my favorite Vader moments. It's it's really like in every single thing that I've seen him as as I've seen like not Anakin but like Darth Vader, he is like the scariest guy. I mean, there is like it, it reminded me of his fight with um. Oh, what was her name? Riva. Yeah. In in, Andor. Was that Andor? No, it's Kenobi. Obi-Wan. I think the only thing that we've seen Darth Vader himself in is Kenobi and Revenge of the true? Sith. Because he only showed up for two seconds at the end of Rebel Season 1. Which, yes, he is an imposing presence, but like, but the also only serious like you, thing that you, we've seen him in is... You know him from just your existing. minor exposure to pop culture as one of the great movie villains of all time. So, like, there's this expectation that he's going to be scary and, like, imposing and and stuff like that. No, I actually feel the opposite. 
to me, like Darth Vader has always been kind of like, I know that he's like, oh, he's this great villain, but he's kind of a goofy dude and not goofy dude, but like in everything that I've seen of him, it is like rarely like, oh, we're showing Darth Vader to be this scary guy. It's in every like pop culture reference. It's yes. showing him in a, like, I agree a silly with that. light. So, so like when he has like his fights are, oh, actually, you know what the other thing I've seen um, Darth Vader in is. I played this VR game where there it was like at this arcade and it was a VR game where you fight Darth Vader yeah. and I shit you not I was like quaking like I was so scared this I mean and it was so realistic except the fighting because like VR is just generally bad um but, it was but he scary. kicks your ass, right? Like if you don't he hold, he like he kills you. Fucking ass, yeah. And my friends were like watching. It's and just they were, like, Ezra Yo. simulator. Like it's so scary. It's so scary, and I I literally think like that experience was so good for me because I'm like that really helped me to get the gravity of his. Yeah, because he power. is he's a force of nature at this point, and even in his scenes like where he's just talking, you can feel just the sheer intimidation. Like Callus and Tua are both like quaking in their boots, and and it's something like I I have never really been able to like understand what you gain from going to the dark side i get that people talk about this power but it's like you're pretty powerful as a jedi but it's like no because i know how powerful anakin was and see and anakin was not this powerful like you take the training wheels off and start care stop caring about people's feelings you can do a lot of crazy shit yeah and it is just it is scary yeah so next up we got oh they did they decide to go they get the message from Tua and they decide to go to Lethal. Yeah, and like this is the point where we get the Hannah and Kara conversation, but yep. we've already discussed that. Um Ahsoka's there and we love her. Yeah, we get to see her no, as just some- No, I hate how Ahsoka looks. Really? I think she looks like trash in Rebels. I fucking hate it. I'm like I wish she wasn't in the show at all. <laughs> like, I'm so upset about it. And I can have, you know, we can all have different opinions, but I think she looks so much better. She doesn't, and I get that it's it's Rebels, but she doesn't look anything like uh, Clone Wars Ahsoka. Like, she looks like a completely different character. The only thing I ever found a little bit weird about Rebels Ahsoka was her face. I think her head tails are fine. Her, the length is fine. The design's fine. Her outfit's great. But uh, yeah, no, it's her face face. is a little weird. It's her face. It's way it's so so Clone Wars Ahsoka has kind of a like square face. She's got and she's got like a little like button nose. Right. And then we see this Ahsoka. I'm trying to pull her up. Where you at Ahsoka? Her face is way it's like long. It's like a long like oval face. Yep. No, it's it's a different style. It takes a little bit of getting used to. And honestly, I think as the season goes on, they improve the animation style. She looks a lot better. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to like see it to believe it, but she just looks. It's too different for me. She also like my her skin also looks way lighter. And I get that that's just like a thing that happens. But yeah, I'm like, this does not think I don't feel she doesn't feel like my Ahsoka. I don't know. She's like the... You like also the, hate change. 
I do hate change. But she is like the Ember Island players, Ahsoka. Like, she is not my Ahsoka. This is like, yeah. I will I will say, even though she gets like a big role in this episode, this isn't one of her better episodes of season two. Like, she'll get to do way cooler things where the actions are very Ahsoka. So I think you'll enjoy that. I hope so. I mean, we'll see. Like, I'm, I'm keeping an open mind. Like, I'm sure. I'm hoping I like her better, on, like, later on, but. I accept, like, I, I really liked the stuff w- with her and Darth Vader, but, yep. yeah, I don't know. I just miss my Ahsoka. So we end up back on Lethal. They left the yeah. ghost, which puts them at a huge disadvantage. They take a shuttle, yeah. Yeah, they take the Star yeah. Tours shuttle. It's always there. And yeah, and so the the huge increased presence of the Empire was it. I remember it was a huge point of emphasis in the trailer, and it is still kind of crazy, especially given the context of Andor. Like we know the kind of response this is drawing a lot of fascism. Yeah. Uh, Kanan yeah. beats up a stormtrooper to get his armor. That's fun. Is that common for them to have that orange shoulder plate? Uh, yeah, so that that signifies a commander. Yep. Okay. It's like the, it's like, sort of the remnant of the clones who had it, like Rex and uh, the others. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I was not. I was that. That is good to know. I had no idea. Yep. It means it means that's a commanding officer. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Minister Tua pulls up and. Does she go with the rebels and then she gets killed or does she yeah, get she killed goes and then the them. rebels flee? She gets she goes with them. They're making their escape. Callus has been tracking her this whole time as well because he suspects she's she's a really bad liar. Yeah. So yeah. so he goes they uh she's going with them. They're going on to a uh, I believe they're going Yeah, they're going to the an imperial shuttle. Hmm. I believe. Yes. And then uh, w- she runs in and it explodes. And then they steal another, and Darth Vader shows up. Yeah, they 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 steal another at, from the from the shipyard later. But this was Minister Tua's shuttle, right? Okay. She, which is how it got sabotaged. Uh, Vader obviously this morning responding to this, but also I really enjoy that. So the power of the emp- the Empire isn't absolute. Here, Callus still has to frame the. They can't just kill Minister Tua. Basically, is mm-hmm. that they have to frame the rebels for it. So, Callus even makes a big show to his troops of being like, "Oh, you've killed her," even though he was partially responsible. And they do the propaganda later uh, with the with the radio guy to. So it's it's interesting to see where the Empire's power over the people is still a little bit tenuous, even though they've got a military occupation. They don't want an outright rebellion of Lothal citizens. Yeah, I mean, that's smart. If you were just like, hey, bitch, uh, I can do whatever I want, people will actually be mad about it. Yeah, and that's we're, we'll, we'll see that just in this era of the escalating power of the Empire, and they get greedy, and they start pulling shit, and it, it is always met by resistance. Um, but it's a, I, I do like rebels and Andor have entered like this sort of 
yin yang space in my mind where they complement each other so seamlessly during Andor I think about rebels and during rebels I think about Andor yeah I think they're they're like two sides of the same coin you know we're seeing really different characters engage with the same stuff but in really different ways I would love to see Andor with this crew I think he would be so funny could you imagine Hera with (laughs) with Andor Oh I could God. definitely imagine there being a Harrison Dola cameo in Andor season two. I would love it. She'd be Absolutely. like, she would put him in his fucking place. Oh, so funny. <laughs> I think he um, would like her. Yeah, I agree. I think I think he would be he would think she's a kind of a lot, but he would respect that. Yeah, he would respect her. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So we they go their ship obviously destroyed they yeah they hop a they hop the star tour i'm watching this now they want they hop the star tour shuttle they crash again and then they run to the shipyard mm-hmm. yeah they hide in ezra's house a little bit which is a fun little connection yeah especially because with the consequences of this episode meaning they have they can't really come back to lethal uh or they they shouldn't because it they, they, the empire is using their presence to punish the people um so it's fun to see that last little connection and then that they go steal they go they go do some classic rebel bullshit and try to steal a a uh, steal a ship, but uh, who shows up? But Darth Vader. Darth Vader. Chopper has a fun moment when he like opens the door, sees it's a stormtrooper, and then closes it immediately. I love that droid. But a- yes. Ezra fails at a mind trick, which is also fun. Oh, oh yeah, I love that. It's <laughs> that was so. It was it was good. It was good because I think like. Ezra, he gets ahead of himself. Yeah, that, all and that's the not. Time. It's not his natural. His natural connection to the Force is with nature. He has to yeah. learn all the other stuff, and he's. But he is just like a cocky teenager who's like, "I'm gonna fuck with this guy's mind," and then it doesn't work. <laughs> and then, but I also like the 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 dynamic of the two Jedi who like neither of them are real Jedi. Like Kanan didn't Kanan was a teenager and a padawan now he's in the master role but he i enjoy when he's like all high and mighty but then every so often he will admit like yeah i don't i didn't know what the fuck master yoda was talking about with do or do not there is no try (laughs) it's just a it's a it's a really fun and different master apprentice dynamic uh and it's also fun versus clone wars where we like had the jedi we had the best jedi at the peak of their power and we have these like two shitty failed jedi love it (laughs) yeah i mean like, he's Kanan's not really even a Jedi, you know. No, well, like, and he's going on terrible. To, like, he's going on his own journey. He's still learning, which I think yeah. is a really cool thing that they've done through Kanan's story. Is he's cast in the mentor role. He's accepted it. He's like working really hard on it, but he still has so much growth to do on his own in terms of like character development, but also just with connecting with the Force. Yeah, was it just me? Are are the lightsabers weirdly like skinny? Yes, that's a design. <laughs> yeah. That's a design element of the show. Again, based on the old concept art. It's like I've never noticed it until now. I'm watching it and I'm like, "What the frick?" Yep. <laughs> they're really, they're really uh. Some some nerds who don't have any sense of fun were got really bent out of shape back about that back in the day. But like, it just it's just what the show looks like. You get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not that deep. They're like they're like <laughs> they're they're light swords. 
bro. And yeah, it's animation style. Yeah, well, and it's not real. <laughs> the moving on though, the the fight with Darth Vader with Kanan and Ezra is exactly how it should have gone down. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets down. Like Sabine gets like the two shots in, and they're both reflected back at her. And hit um, her square in the chest, yeah. square in the face. Yeah. Um, well, and just like the the ease when he catches Kanan and like yeets him out of the way and then tries to make Ezra decapitate himself with his own lightsaber. I like, like <laughs> my fucking god. It's metal as hell, and it's a great demonstration of and Kanan says this even is like, who's gonna if that doesn't kill him, what's gonna kill him? And and Kanan's like, not us. Peace. It's exactly. It's like one of those moments in the video game where just like the game is forcing you to go this way because you're just not able to do something. Yeah. Or even just like it's it's like in a video game when you go fight the boss without doing enough side quests to get the good shit. Like you're gonna lose. They're just not on his level. Yeah. It is. It does, yeah. And talking to D and D, similar comparison. The DM is trying to kill you. Yeah, you're not allowed to win this fight. You can roll as many nat twenties as you want. Darth Vader is kicking your ass. You ran into the yeah. big bad evil guy, and it's too early in the campaign. Yeah, and like, and the 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 great thing is, is that after uh, they lose the first round, they actually win the second round. They drop the walker on him, and he yeah. just he just like. He doesn't just give a up. shit. He just he, gets up. Is that that big robot? Yeah, the chicken walker. Yeah, yeah the ATDP. He just. I've got a Lego of that. You know, that was my force sound. <laughs> and then it was. I, every crazy. time they do the force sound in Rebels, I think of you. <laughs> oh, the sort yeah. of like the like the sort of weird sort of whistle thing. I because I, I like it, and you it drove it weirded you out so much in season one. <laughs> It's still it's it is just. I got weird. bad news for you. They are not going to stop doing it. I just don't like that the force has like noise. Yeah, I get it because Rebels was going at a little bit of a younger audience than Star Wars, and also I think was one of the Clone Wars cannot be anybody's starter Star Wars really. Like it's not designed to do that. Rebels I think was designed a little bit how if you wanted to show your kids Star Wars and the Star Wars that was on TV. You could start them on Rebels. They'd be fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, you need context for Clone Wars more than you need context for Rebels. Actually, talking about that was uh, something similar I wanted to bring up was people thought Rebels was a little bit too kiddie uh, after because Clone Wars was the murder show. <laughs> like, Clone Wars was doing wild shit for a cartoon that aired like at 9 p.m. <laughs> on Fridays on Cartoon Network. And people got used to that, and so they were a little bit like, oh, Rebels doesn't do this. And there was there was a little bit of a worry, even beyond the shitty nerds, that Rebels broadcast slot on Disney XD, especially, would limit them from doing the kind of complex storytelling that Clone Wars got to, and like just ta- with taking itself seriously. I think the season one finale kind of dispelled that, but Siege of Lethal really put the, the nail in the coffin. Like, when they want to do... A fuck shit up episode it it doesn't matter what channel they're on like darth vader is here he is killing people and like he's not 
he's not reduced to a cartoon villain. He's a villain in a cartoon. Why is Darth Vader here? Because... He was dispatched because of uh, the attack on Governor Tarkin's Star Destroyer in season one finale. Right, because that's a big deal. Well, and and Tarkin, like fairly significantly, outranks Vader. Like he's Tarkin yeah. is basically the head of the Imperial military at this point. He holds a huge amount of sway with the Emperor. So he was a basically like, "Hey, Palps, give me your boy. I need to kill some people." Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that makes sense because I I just had a moment where I was like, "Wait, why the fuck is he even here?" Like, and also the rebels, these particular rebels are sort of front-facing, led by a Jedi. Oh, and that's Vader's job. So and and they just killed the Grand Inquisitor. So, like, there's a little... This was the escalation from the... It's the consequences of their actions at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Vader, that. Vader, obviously, like, he... Like we see, he's too powerful. He, he's... I, I'm not going to say the spoilers, but he's not the villain of the week this season. Yep. And he sort of implies that in his conversation with Palpatine at the end, uh, where he's like, oh, yeah, no, I kicked their asses. I want to go look for Ahsoka now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Lando shows up. Yeah. Uh, So real quick, Vader's like, burn Tarkin Town. Yeah. Burn Tarkin Town. Oh, right. And then uh, and then Ezra's like, I'm going to run off because I didn't learn my lesson. Yeah. Well, then they and- talk to Lando. And we Lando- get another classic moment of rebels can't animate grass while he goes off on the speeder. <laughs> yeah. Lando yeah. cons them out of a, a couple of shield generators. I really and- liked that conversation. I liked it. We meet his droid in this episode, right? Yeah. I love the little the, the droid southern accent. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, but we don't we don't get southern accents in Star Wars all that often. Tons of British people. Every Twilight is French. Like we got the Kiwi accent with the clones, but southern U.S. not that often. No, nah, but here's the thing. You know, I'm Lando, really really saturated with Jedi Survivor right now because there's a lot of southern accents in Jedi Survivor. <laughs> guys, guys, Lando has been proven robot fucker. Of yes. course, oh, he programmed true. his robot to have a sexy Southern accent. He's fucking that robot too. You know, you know when this episode hadn't, when this episode came out, that had not like happened yet. Solo wasn't out, so uh, that is a real, that is a new thing that I'm gonna think about next time I watch this. <laughs> yeah, I hope that has, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you've you. ruined my life again, Andy. <laughs> I I'm right though. Like you I know you're right. Lando Calrissian <laughs> fucks. If, it if you weren't right, it wouldn't bug me. Oh man. If it has legs. A lot a of good, a lot of good in solo, a lot of nonsense. Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's oh, yeah. that's fun. It's fun to see it's just like cause he's a guest star. Like they got the guy who played Lando in the originals to voice. So it was fun to see him come back. Cause once a guest star finishes with their episode, you don't expect to see them again. So it was fun to see him. Um, yeah. yeah. Ezra's emo. We get the good conversation with him and Kanan about they're the last of the Jedi. I like how every Jedi right now thinks they're the last one. Yeah. That's I know. I know. It's a, it's like bleak and very sad, but they yeah they because they don't they, they don't, don't really know 
they don't really know if Yoda's real. <laughs> like they don't know if the Yoda that they interact with in season one is like still alive or a manifestation of the force. Yeah. But yeah, they've got them and Ahsoka. That's it. They don't know about Obi-Wan. Yeah. Or Voss. Yeah, or any or of the, the any of the I, any of the path calcastus thoughts about Quinlan Voss in this past week. Yeah, but they're not they're not covered on the scope of this episode. No, they are not. Quinlan Voss special episode coming soon. <laughs> Calvin Did was saying, "Give uh, me Quinlan Voss." This is what Calvin was saying. Quinlan Voss is also a great candidate for Tales of the Jedi. Oh yeah. my God! Yes, please. Please, get please. an episode of him and Thalm, an episode of him, him and Ventress, and then an episode of him working with the well, path with guest I would, star Indira Varma. I would trade the one with Crossing his master for him and Ayla. Oh, that's also a good one. Ayla Shakara? Well, maybe He's maybe Padawan. we do an episode of <gasps> Quinlan and Ventress in the Ventress trio, and then we do Thalm, yeah. Ayla, and... But yeah, um, I don't... Yeah, Ayla, Ayla's Clone Wars episode was before we met Quinlan, so yeah, he trained Ayla Sakura. Crazy, crazy, crazy. He's just surrounded by hot women his entire Yeah, life. apparently. <laughs> hey. Um, but yeah, and then uh, next in Rebels, we they they, they run the blockade. Yeah. But it turns out to have been allowed. Because Darth Vader <laughs> has learned from Reva and planted a tracker on their ship. Yep. Yeah, scary. Well, and he's not, he's not here to fuck around. Like, he wants Darth Vader spends most of his time like brooding and crying in his sad castle on Mustafar. And then like the other 10 percent of his time, he spends just do- doing mass murder. But he wants to get back to the castle and cry. So he's not here. He's here for a good time, not a long time. It's just so like hard for me to see him to see Darth Vader flying a ship. Can I be so for real? I'm literally like tearing up. It's like when I saw Darth Darth Vader and his, you know, he's flying. He's flying around. There's that's like the rest of the episode is him for the most part just flying around. Um and it was in these moments that I was like, oh, like this is Anakin. Like this is for real, like. This is this is not this is like I saw Anakin in he him. He pulls some particularly Anakin moves yeah. in his yeah. Tie Fighter. Yeah, and I mean even just like the way that he moves in it, like the the way that he's sitting, I just yeah. Well, and this is I mean it's mostly the same crew who came off Clone Wars, so like mm-hmm. they're doing that on purpose. Everything everything about Vader that reminds you of Anakin is intentional. Yeah, and they they did a really well because if you like watch all the other people like flying the ships, they all have really specific movements and posture and ways that they are like people that don't just sit still, like people move when they're sitting. And the way that Anakin moves is so specific to him, and he actually is the only one that is still a lot of the time. Like, and this is true, I think, in Clone Wars is like he's he doesn't jitter around as much as the ship is an extension of him like obi-wan was always fighting his ship because he hates flying yeah but like but like the way anakin moves with purpose in his ships is different like than the way hera flies the ghost like that the movement in the the movement both of the person and of the ship is so distinctive and and they do it for these characters who are like pilots 
and I really like it. I, I agree yeah. with you. So, so it was, I was like, literally like, I'm emotional now just like watching him, but like, it's, it's, uh, LOL. Sorry. There was just a shot of him like pressing the buttons to shoot and there's no animation of the buttons like going in. So it's just his thumbs going. <laughs> um, well, and he does that, like he does the spin move even that like nine year old Anakin does in Phantom Menace. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Like this, this is Anakin. Like this is Annie. And it's the one remaining like really the thing he doesn't disavow about Anakin Skywalker. He's like, now nah, the spinning worked. I'm keeping the spinning <laughs> once I go evil. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's just weird and and hard to look at. Yeah. Well, and then he just he just wrecks shop too. like he just destroys basically the whole fleet. <laughs> And then Ahsoka I, be asking. And then I was convinced that Commander Sato was going to die. Just a quick one. I was like, oh, Sato's going to be a one-off. And uh, so I was I was happy he made it. I, when I you was watched like, this as a child? When I watched this as a teenager, yeah. But well, the first <laughs> time, yeah. I'm glad he's not dead. He seems like a nice dude. He's yeah, fun. well, and the, I like him the, a lot. Yeah, I also end up liking it. I didn't like him. When I watched season two the first time, I found him a very bland character, but I have liked him more on rewatch. Um, but yeah, and then obviously the the part of this episode, the big one is Anakin or Vader and Ahsoka. It's so like so he obviously knows like he says like, ah, the apprentice lives. So like we know that he knows and she says that she doesn't know. But I think she does. We know that she knows. There's a well, river yeah. in Egypt that uh, really uh, illustrates what yeah. she's feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's well, it's also just like a very interesting thing because you read the Ahsoka novel and Ahsoka like reaches out in the force and cannot feel the presence that she knows as Anakin Skywalker anywhere. So she assumes that he is dead after Order 66. And you know, I forgot force, that bit of lore came from the yeah. Ahsoka novel. And, and the force like vibe that comes from Darth Vader is like obviously similar to Anakin Skywalker, but it is very much a lot more warped by the hatred that he feels on. Yeah, daily it's basis. described in this episode. It's fear, so, it's anger, it's hate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So like, you know, it takes. I don't know, it's that weirdly familiar thing. I don't how to describe it like you know you're 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 you go home to a childhood person that you knew and they're like all of a sudden completely different or something like that um yeah yeah i'm lucky none of my childhood best friends are now evil exactly <laughs> oh i'm so glad you didn't turn out to be a sith lord dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> and so yeah Denial is a river in Egypt. Your husband's a Sith. Your former master is a Sith Lord. Well, it's a TikTok sound. That is, um, gotcha. denial is a river in Egypt. Your husband is gay. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. denial is a river in Egypt. Your former master is a Sith Lord. Yep. Also, just a fun fact I didn't know where to put in anywhere, but the, the transport that Vader destroys, the, uh, the rebel command ship, is a medical frigate from Clone Wars. Oh, like the cool. like the one that Ahsoka and Barris had a really bad time on, and they fell in love. But yeah, this is uh, 
I, it's funny because like I love Siege of Lethal. It's on my list of Rebels episodes I would just put on to watch and enjoy. But I don't actually have all that much to say about it because like it's just it's a lot like, of action. The, but yeah, the plot is great. It's 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 a good episode. There's a lot of shit that happens in that that I like. But it's more just like look at that cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like you come away from it and you're like that was awesome. Well, and like there's it sets up shit that obviously I know about, but I can't talk about. So true. So true. It'll be an episode that we'll probably keep referencing. Absolutely. And it sets up basically everything for the season, not just the the implied Vader Ahsoka stuff. But we've got the rebels can't go back to Lothal because it's not safe. But also their fleet just got busted. So they got to figure some shit out. Oh, boy. Ooh, doggy. And they didn't even get any information from Minister Tua. Like, they failed their mission. That is just so sad. Yeah, that bitch is dead. Dead AF. I do also like the conversation. The last thing that happens in the episode is the conversation between Vader and his Emperor. I can't remember, honestly. Did they redub Sam Witwer for this? I... It's now Ian McDermott, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I loved Sam... Uh, Sam Witwer's Emperor because it's so exaggerated but the the, the thing I was going to note in this conversation is the fact that Anakin Anakin brings up Obi-Wan again or Anakin Vader brings up Obi-Wan again he's like uh, oh but hold on I'm sorry Sam Witwer does voice the southern the southern droid Willie nice but like so I enjoy that it's been some years since the Kenobi series and their last confrontation, and he's still looking for him. Um, it still bugs him, even after being told by the Emperor at the end, like, you should let this go. Like, you, this is an attachment. But uh, so I really enjoy also the, the Emperor being like, oh, if he's still alive is a very funny thing, because obviously this episode of Rebels was made long before Kenobi. Yeah. So it's a little bit of massaging to get it to fit in, but I enjoy it. It works funny enough for me that Va- the Emperor is just trolling him like, yeah, what if he died of old well, age, to, dude? It's to egg him on, though, too. It's like, yeah, you know, keep feeling this insecurity that you didn't kill your former master. And now, yeah. you know, someone else is there just to stoke the coals yeah. of your we, we talked about this last time in when he showed up in Bad Batch, but Palpatine really is just on another level of evil. Like that did that dude is good at what he does. He's an evil man. He's a very evil man. And we do also the, the last thing of setup is that Vader is taken off the mission of hunting or of killing Kanan and Ezra. We are told that Inquisitors will return. Yeah. Sweet. Plural. Yes, and this also. This was big at the time because uh, Rebels coming before everything else that's got Inquisitors in it, there was only ever one. He, he referred to himself as the Inquisitor, so we didn't know there were more yet. And now there are, as we already knew. <laughs> but, but it was big, at the, it was big like when it happened, it was like, oh no, okay, this is a, they're really doing Inquisitors. It's, a, it's an organization rather than just one angry man. So the way you phrase that, just mm-hmm. one angry man, one angry, uh, arguably flamboyantly gay man. Ah, <laughs> uh, so so gay. We love it. Slay, slay queen. 
Yeah. So uh, what are we watching next time? Next week on First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, we are watching the next two episodes of not next week, next time of Star Wars Rebels, uh, The Lost Commanders and Relics of the Old Republic. So Yahoo! Yahoo! <laughs> I still have not seen the Mario movie, and I don't really intend to. I'm gonna watch it. I I think if I had uh, if I was still hanging out with my friends in college, and there wasn't like it was pre-pandemic, this would be a movie we'd go see just for fun on a weekend. Yeah. But now it's gonna be a streaming, like, and I'll watch with my partner. I have one of those super powerful. Uh, no, edibles that you have. you're wrong. I want to go see it so bad. Yeah. I'm just broke. Like I can't afford to go to a movie. Yeah. Who can pay for that? Uh, you gotta go early to like out. Saturday matinees. Oh, maybe I will do that. Yeah. That's the trick. Uh, is there, or at least it was back in the day. My mom used to do it because it, we just go to like an 11 o'clock movie on Saturday in the morning. It's a lot cheaper. And nobody's there. This used to be more important in the era before assigned seats at movies too. It was Ugh. like guarantee Ugh. you get the best seats so and it's cheaper. So gross. I, why do we do that? Cut it out. Yeah. Are you coming out anti-assigned seats? In yeah, yeah, I'm anti-assigned okay. seats. Huh. I hate the assigned seats. I think that's so dumb. I mean, like, I think certain theaters, like the recliner seats and stuff, I feel like. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But, but or like, like premium showtimes, go ahead and do movie? it. But like a regular Saturday matinee. We stood in line for hours for the new movies like God intended. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'm telling you, this age of... um. Um, go listen to American Idiot, everybody. Um, <laughs> this has been uh, First Steps, a boomer podcast. <laughs> I, I, my, I have been called a boomer like so many times because I can't use technology, and so yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'm a, used to you, it. you guys can't see, but uh, Andy's mic is actually a uh, it's a tin can on a string. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it, is, it is. It really is. Um, oh. Yeah, no, I just don't know how to. Every use time one of us anything. moves, we have to like bring the string with us. It's getting very logistically challenging. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, it's the best audio. You. you <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like that direct. Connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's been a long work week, so okay. one last audio joke just it really yeah. got me. All right, All right. we'll see All you right. next time. Bye. Next time when Bye. we uh, meet some people, so. Yay. Bye. May the force be with you. Swag. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot.